Today on the show, we have another author spotlight. These are a series of interviews I'm doing to feature one of the authors being published through our Light Beamers author program. Each of them has written their story to be shared in our second collaborative book called Step Into Your Brave, which hits Amazon on October 25th, 2022. We are so excited. These author spotlights will give you a chance to get to know these women a little bit better and discover some of their own inside stories as they walked this journey with us to become a first-time author. Our program not only walks them through the story excavation and writing process, it also gives them a front row seat really to the publishing world as our goal is to equip and empower each of these women to write and publish their own solo books later if they so desire. So as you can imagine, it's been a transformative experience for each of our first-time authors and we are so excited to bring you their stories to the Inside Story podcast and to get you excited about getting your very own copy of Step Into Your Brave. Today on the show, you'll meet Amber Wells, and her chapter is titled Focus on Healing, which is chapter three in Step Into Your Brave. Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 Light Beamers and listeners of the Inside Story podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, April Adams Pertwee. So glad that you are here. And we have teed up another fabulous interview with one of our co-authors from our brand new book coming out October 25th, Step Into Your Brave. And the person being brave today by stepping into the spotlight, into the hot seat with me is Amber Wells. Welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you. I am just so honored to be with you today. Yes. Well, I'm excited to interview you and to share you and your story a little bit more with the audience. Um, It's been a really, I think of all the authors that are in this book, Step Into Your Brave, you have like an extra layer of interesting story because you actually started with us with our first book, Elevate Your Voice. And I think that's a lot, that's something that a, a lot of people don't know, right? We, we didn't really talk about that in the book necessarily of Step Into Your Braves, but that actually is an inside story, right? You actually began this process and began writing your story. And we thought that, that we, we, we would publish that story in our first book, Elevate Your Voice. But 
life happens. <laughs> and we ended up, you know, you had to step away for a little bit. Maybe we could talk a little bit about what happened and, and what your experience was with that. But of course you're back now and you were able to um, share the story fully and um, step into your brave. So we're so happy to have you be a part of the book, but of course that extra layer, and I think this whole story really relates to sometimes um, what it's like sharing your story. Sometimes we butt up against a lot of resistance. Sometimes life happens. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit, Amber, like that inside story with people. What, what was that experience like to start with book number one, but actually have your story and published in book number two, um, step, step into your brave. For the last 18 months, <laughs> I have realized that, um, starting 18 months ago, when we were digging into the story arc and digging and digging and trying to find that micro story that we were going to choose for the chapter, uh, there, there was a lot of emotional, yes. so went through all of that to right when that happened, I had just recently moved to Florida and I had moved my son there with me. I just put him into school. We were absolutely living the dream that I had always wanted to live by the beach, uh, working on a yacht, doing all the things. And I was finally writing a book. That is one thing that I'd always wanted to do. And then all of a sudden that dream started becoming somewhat of a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> In yeah. respect, I had learned a lot. And at that point, going through the book stages and realizing of how much it was taking out of me and then shifting through, you know, making the decision if I was going to stay in Florida because my housing situation was changing or if I was going to need to buckle down and stay in Florida and really stay there with my son and continue doing what we were doing. I decided to allow him to finish school for the rest of the year and then move back to Oklahoma. And within that, there was a lot of controversy in my mind because I felt like a failure mm. started something and then I wasn't able to finish it I felt like I I wasn't capable of it and that really hurt me inside like it really the enemy really got me and he worked it against me like nobody's business but I am so incredibly blessed and happy that I have so many great people around me that has pushed me and cheered me on and has gotten me to the next stage of moving from Florida back to Oklahoma and knowing that it wasn't anything negative and it wasn't anything. There were so many things that I have learned from that process that even my son still to this day says how much that he's learned from that and mm -hmm. feeling he's gotten from that. And that is one reason that we did move to Florida was for a healing portion of our life. And I believe that that was for that. So now that we're moving into this next book, I have realized now of why everything happens in life. So 
going into what it would have been from elevate your voice to stepping in your brave. I had to step into my brave again. Like I had what would have been my big girl panties on, you know, I was moving to Florida. Then I had to put my big girl panties on again, moving back to Oklahoma. I just continued to see God show up into my life and be like, this is exactly where you need to be. This is exactly where you're going, Amber. And then when I started stepping into my brave and like really stepping into the the book that I was going to be in, it really started to show perspective of like where I was going and where I needed to go. So I know that it was, it was just really eye-awakening. Well, I love that you even said that part of the reason you and your son even moved to Florida to begin with was to, to focus on your healing. And what's so beautiful, you know, I didn't know you were going to say that, uh, but what's so beautiful is the title of your chapter for Step Into Your Brave, the story that you wrote for Step Into Your Brave, which was a little bit of a different, we went in a little bit of a different direction from when you started writing the story for Elevate Your Voice. And I'd love to talk about that too. But um, the story that got published in Step Into Your Brave, the title of your chapter is Focus on Healing. So what was the healing that needed to take place, whether it took place in Florida or it took place once you got back to Oklahoma and probably it was a combination of both. So what was that healing that you needed? So the healing was there began a lot of resentment between my son and I, he's 11 due to the fact that I had missed a lot of his life. I was home with him, but I always had to work. I was a single mom and him being shuffled around and me coming from corporate America, always um, in sales, traveling around, doing the things, not being home with him. It really created a lot of division between him and I, because I've always wanted to be a mom. I always wanted to be there with him, but at the same time, I always wanted to give us a better life than I always had, which always made me, you know, at work. (laughs) And whenever I started my painting business, which was about seven years ago, I thought that that was going to create that space that I was going to be able to stay at home with him. But little did I know, it took a lot of time away from him also because I was starting a business and growing a business. And and it has taken many years now. Whenever we moved to Florida, it was the very first time that I had created the business to run on its own. Mm-hmm. And that was my time to kind of get a hold of him and, and go into a different space to be able to, to heal our wounds and to be able to show him the mom that he had always wanted and needed and desired. And so that it was just a great experience that him and I got to have because I didn't have to work much. I got to focus on him from the time he woke up all the way in the time he went to sleep. We went on little dates together we went fishing and surfing and we spent so much time together. And so that was a lot of, even for me, the healing process was just so much needed. And then going into when we came back to Oklahoma, uh, I started really like, I, I started forgiving, not only like I have forgiven the ones in my chapter, but I started forgiving the ones that were not in my chapter, which were my parents. And 
it took a lot of years to realize and to knock down the expectations that we have on people and what we expect them to be like or act like or you you know call or this or that and it's like I was telling Brighton the other day you know I was asking him who do we have control of and he's like me mom and I'm like okay who do we not have control of he's like others so that's just been another thing that I have learned recently that expectations will always lead to a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And that is just one thing throughout these last few months that I have really ingrained in my soul is expectations. And that one is a hard one to bust because it's just, we, ha- we think that people should act a certain way. And so when I started giving forgiveness to my parents, it really started blossoming this beautiful relationship uh, with them. Cause my mom and my dad had just come back in my life in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And as you know, in my story, I was adopted a couple of times. So that whole experience kind of came into light on 4th of July. The man that's in my chapter ended up losing his life. And I hadn't seen him for eight years. So to see a man that has has caused both so much joy and so much distress, it was a very much of an eye-awakening moment because I was terrified. I was terrified that he was going to read my story. I was terrified that my, my parents were going to be mad at me and they weren't going to love me again maybe because they being vindictful for telling my story and it brought a lot of emotions up again of the enemy trying to come back and rear his head (laughs) to try to get me and so once um the gentleman in the story passed away it really put into light how much god really is in my life and how much he is truly working and for the good of my heart and of my story and that he is truly here to say, Amber, I am, you are here to share your story. It's so beautiful. And you do, as I'm sure the listeners are listening to pieces of you share pieces of your story. You've got this story. That's really, um, you know, I've been interviewing and talking to people about their stories, my entire career. And you have one of those stories that is almost hard to believe, you know, like it's one thing after another, and it's really big. It's full of trauma. It's full of abuse. It's full of neglect. It's full of abandonment, like any, all of that in filled to the brim, right? Like you, your buckets of that were full with this lifelong experience that you've had with the people that were in charge of taking care of you as a kid and growing up. And, um, it's one of those stories that is like, it's just really hard to even imagine how you've survived it quite honestly. And the fact that, you know, you are out there sharing that story that you did find the courage, that true stepping into your brave to, to write your story in this chapter and in this book and do it in such a way And I think hopefully this is something we were able to help you with, but do it in such a way that really wasn't about tearing other people down, like, you know, calling out your mom or dad or, 
or blaming this other person in your life, this man that was a central part of the story figure um, and other people too. Like the story was really about Amber, right? The story is still 100%. always about Amber. And I think that that's one thing I want the audience to hear because there's other people walking around with stories that feel like they feel the same way. Like I can't tell that story because that would be throwing somebody else under the bus. And I think that your experience really does exemplify how you can do it and why you should do it, right? Like what, why would you say, like now you are feeling this call that God's really showing you that your story is to be shared, but what do you, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think your story needs to be shared? So I truly believe that I have gone through so much to really be able to relate to everybody. I feel like it doesn't matter if it's a, the youth or somebody that's in their nineties. I feel like that I have an, a part of me has so much empathy for everybody. And I just, I know that God has not placed me where I have been for no reason. I just, I know it like in the grains of my whole soul, I know that I have been where I've been to go share the light to others. Mm. It always, it, it amazes me each time that I think about it, because even sometimes I'm like, why God? Like, why me? And it's not like, why me did I go through that? But it's like, why me that you feel that I am so blessed to be called to be your servant, to be able to come out here and be the hands and feet of you. Like how amazing is that? And so, you know, that's another way that the enemy gets me. Sometimes he comes and he's like, you know, oh, you know, you're not going to get to anybody or you're not going to do this or you're not going to do that. And, and I have to just shut his voice off and be like, no, we're on a mission and I want to speak, like I'm everybody's cheerleader. <laughs> I want to bring healing to the hurt. Like I want to, I want to heal. Healing is so important to me, clearly. Um, when you mm-hmm. named my chapter, which it by far made everything so very much surreal. It, it literally put me in place for where I'm going. And that next step after I saw on the content or on our email that it was focused on healing, it really reminded me why I was placed in the position that I am. And God continued to remind me, he was like, you're in the game. I have prepared you even at the storytelling symposium. What an amazing experience that we had in San Antonio just a few weeks ago that we did that breath work and we were all, you know, laid out on the ground (laughs) in that event hall breathing. And it felt like I, we, we had held our breath. I remember we had held our breath for one minute. Okay. Well, if you asked me to hold my breath right now for one minute, I probably, I would try. I don't know if I could, I would probably be gasping a little bit, but being in that moment, relaxing and allowing the energy and just the moment to be held. I sat there and I held my breath probably far longer than a minute. 
And it felt like I was underwater swimming and God was telling me, you've prepared for this. You have prepared for everything that you are about to walk through. And it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I prepared for this when I was a little girl. (laughs) I used to have competitions with my brother to see who could, you know, go underwater and, and hold their breath the longest. So yes, God, I have prepared for this. And he's like, no, my love, you have prepared for this and you are going to do mighty things in my name. And so that, that symposium was just so amazing, even to my growth today, just due to the fact that I keep getting those little hints of being like, you're on the right track. This is it. You have the toolbox. You you have the tools. Well, I love that you know, that you're stepping into that more and more. And that's part of the beautiful part from my perspective, right? Like getting to be on this journey with you and having spent the last, you know, for most of the authors in Step Into Your Brave, I've spent the last nine months with them. Uh, In your case, it's been almost like the last 18 months, right? Because you really started this journey with us in Elevate Your Voice. And so from my perspective, to get to sit here and watch what has unfolded for you and how you have truly stepped into things that you were not, you, I, re, I remember so much talking to you the first time, even about, you know, coming in to do the program and writing your story for the first book. And even then it was like, if I compare that Amber to the Amber sitting before me today, that Amber was still had a lot of chaos that Amber still was like taking five steps forward and four steps back. There was a lot of step forward, step back, step forward, step back. There was a lot of yes, then no, yes, then no. And okay, then no, you know, like a lot of that. And I saw you doing that. It was like a dance. And I know that that was just the battle, right? The battle of this, you know, God telling you one thing and the enemy telling you something else and really just trying to figure it out. But what's so beautiful is the fact that you are sitting here today in a, in a completely different state of calm, clarity, courage, uh, bravery, and definitely stepping forward and saying more and more yeses and continuing to step forward instead of doing any backtracking. And uh, that is tied to you doing this work of digging in and excavating your story, right? Which was all that drudging up of all the pain and the trauma all over again, which to a lot of people may not sound like anything they want to go do. And most of us don't want to go do that, but it's the getting to the Amber that's sitting before me today is why you do it, right? You do it so that you can get through it and get to the clarity of what is God's call on your life? What is the purpose? Why did you have to go through this story? Why does this story matter? Why does this story need to be shared? And once you get through all of that, then you're here. You're here with a story. You're here with a chapter called healing, uh, focus on healing, which I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Um, And then you're here with this clarity, this calm, this knowing, the stepping forward, the more and more yeses that you get to say. And those yeses are your hell yeses, no longer the yeses that you're not sure about. Like that's where you are. And that's the journey that you've been on for the last 18 months. And that's just from my perspective. That's just how I would give it back to you. What I see that has unfolded for you. Thank you. And really another huge part is like really not second guessing myself anymore. You know, I have everything inside of me that I need. And 
and I love to ask her people's opinions all the time. I'm like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And then lightly, I'm like, you know what, Amber, what do you think? Yeah. What do you, you think that you need to do? Or where do you think that you're going? And so that's too, where I've kind of been kind of, you know, being combated with myself a little bit of, you know, stepping into the realm of Amber and setting those boundaries and being like, you know what, you can invest in yourself. You can go to that conference, you know, and, and go meet amazing women that are going to speak so much life in you. You can go take that trip, girl, take that trip. <laughs> so those are the things that I always felt like I was so selfish about due to the fact of me being a mom and me mm. not being you know, home with him, but here I can make the time to go do things with my friends. And so I really had, that was part of my healing process of being able to have that boundary mm -hmm. and able to separate that and being like, you know what? There are certain things that I need to for my mental health and for me to progress forward. And then there are things that are for my son, for his mental health and for him to progress forward. So that was a huge thing too, was finding that balance. And that was one thing that Florida did it got me out of the chaos of that business mm -hmm. owner and it allowed me to step forth and just being able to be with him and I, and I didn't have to worry about crews and, you know, who was showing up, who wasn't showing up, did something happen? Did something not happen? You know, I just got to literally surround myself around myself and that took all of that chaos out, which then got me out of that survival mode. I was completely in survival mode at that point. Well, one of the things that you even talk about in your chapter is really just, you know, sharing the journey of your growth and sharing the journey of how you've progressed. And I don't, I don't think you could have written a story 18 months ago, quite honestly, you weren't ready for it. Uh, but as a result of what you have been through and the awareness that you now have and the, the healing journey that you've been on, you really beautifully share some of the tools and the resources that you've added to your toolkit that allows you to put boundaries in place, that allows you to create balance in your life, that allows you to be the mom and the badass business owner that you are. I mean, we didn't even talk about what you do for a living, but like you have this incredible business that you run, this painting business called She Paints the Nation. And, um, and other things you run a ministry, you, um, have a subscription box. That's an empowerment piece for women called big girl panties. Like you do a lot, but you've had to add a lot of tools to your tool belt in order to create the boundaries and the balance that you need so that you, you can focus on Amber and do that. Um, you know, like journaling, you talk about journaling and essential oils and just different things like you know, how important those have been to your story is another big piece of it for sure. And so it's incredible because it's like different seasons of life, you face different obstacles. And so with those different seasons, you can go back like in my life of, you know, I look at my Facebook memories constantly every day because I love looking at my Facebook memories and seeing how far I've come mm -hmm. and seeing how things kind of coming around in full circle. So about eight years ago today, it was talking, uh, my memories were, I, what, what was it? I was doing something. Oh, I was meditating 
And I wrote this real long thing about meditating and journaling and all the things. And then you go through these other seasons and then you stop doing it because you either get too busy or it just kind of skips your, your mind a little bit. You get distracted and then you get to, you know, the depths of your, your pain again. And you're like, wait, what did I do? to get me through this time, you know, you either go through another breakup or, you know, there are certain things mm-hmm. that brings you and you go back to those tools. And I think that bringing, doing this book and starting it 18 months ago during what would have been some of the hardest days, like in the last 18 months were literally, they were some of the best days of my life. And they were definitely some of the hardest days of my life. And being able to sit down, do the healing process and remember each and every tool that I had in my toolbox and start utilizing them and getting me through this next season has been so amazing because I mean, it, it helped me get through it. It literally, it was God brought you into my life and brought this program and said, babe, you're about to go through a season and it's going to take this right here. And I'm going to remind you where you came from. And just like when I started the painting business, one day I, I woke up cause I was crying out to him that I wanted to be a mom. Like I, I want to be a mom. And he's like, well, you need to go back to your roots. And I remember literally vividly having a conversation with God and being like, God, my roots go deep. Like, where do you see these roots? <laughs> <laughs> And so at that point, he told me that I needed to start a painting business. And so at that point, it was like, he gave me the tools then, and then I kind of veered away from them. And then he's always there to remind me, hey, you have your tools. You just got to go put them on. You got to go put that tool belt on. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I, I, yeah, I, I love that piece of your story and how you bring that into it. Cause I think it's really great advice. I think that any woman reading this story, reading your story will get that from it too, that, you know, we don't go through these challenges in life and these really big swings and seasons without, um, those, those tools, those resources that, that get us through, you know, I have my own, like you, I'm, I rely a lot on prayer and I have my journaling time, a huge journaler. I've talked about journaling on this show nonstop because I feel like it's, what's made me a good storyteller, but, um, those tools are super important, not only for the outward things that we put out into the world, like content and podcast and programs and information, but also internally what it can do to recalibrate us when we're in those seasons, um, especially the stormy seasons uh, for sure. And I, I, I want to know from you um, switching gears a little bit, like going back to being a, involved in this program and um, you kind of have, like I said, I've had the benefit of getting to see both groups, you know, both groups of women come through. What has been your experience about doing a collaborative book? Like you could have gone off and we could have worked together and we could have written a solo book for Amber and Hey, we still can, but what was it like specifically to be involved in the light beamers author program? That is a collaborative book experience for you. What did you take away from that being doing this with other women? So the way that I work, I love working as a team. I have, I have, I mean, not having, you know, that love and affection for some reason, I love teamwork. 
And I knew that being in a collaborative space with like-minded women was exactly where I wanted to be. And that was, you know, maybe a little bit of fear of, uh, you know, going out and jumping in and writing my own book or doing this, like, but there was something about being in a space of like-minded women that really just excited me and going 18 months ago and being in Elevate Your Voice and, and really getting to know all of those authors and really having great relationships with, you know, most of them and then getting to step in to my brave and having great relationships with them and getting to meet them. I mean, even with um, Elevate Your Voice, we did the author's signing in Dallas. So I got to hug them and even my accountability partner, she was there and it was just like so real to be able to hug them and, and meet them and share that success with them. And there's something so special about sharing success with others. That is what I love. And that is what makes my heart shine like the diamond that it is. So I truly feel like this experience, it has made it even better being in a collaborative book because I've gotten to share it with so many and not just myself. I always tell people like, I don't want to be at the top by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the last thing I want to do. That is so me. I'm like, oh my gosh, the, it, that's the only way I want. I've said this since day one with light beamers. The only way I want to build this business is bringing people with me. Like yes. I have no desire to you know, sit at the top and just count my cash and say, look at me, this is all great. Look what I've built. It will mean nothing to me if I'm sitting up there by myself. And so I totally, I totally get that, that vibe and understand that, that, that mindset. Cause to me, you know, I always say community is my middle name. Um, you know, like it's just so much more fun with friends for sure. And, you know, Amber, I just want to commend you too. Cause I think, um, it would have been easy. It, you know, like you, you stepped into elevate your voice and then it in in your life became such that you really, really had to step out of that. You had to, you know, and you know, with myself and our publisher, we were able to work out a situation where the invitation remained open for you to come back into the next book and which you did. But when we launched Elevate Your Voice and we were out there doing book signings and, you know, those authors were getting to celebrate their story, it it would have been easy. And I think a lot of people would have been like, kind of like back behind the scenes, licking their wounds, feeling sorry for themselves that they weren't there. They weren't there getting to do all that. They had to step out, you know, like, like you said, there could have been moments of feeling like a total failure and all of that. And what was so beautiful is how you showed up for those other women, you came to those book signings, you drove from Oklahoma to, you know, back down to Dallas to do those book signings. You've come down to South Texas to be at events at our storytelling symposium. And you've just shown up for those women in Elevate Your Voice, despite the fact that you had to step out of it. And it it just speaks volumes to the way that um, you show up for people. Right. And I think that that is such a beautiful example that we all need to be reminded to do that. We all need to be reminded to take ourselves out of the equation and still 
you know, support other women this way. Like it doesn't have to do with us. It's really about truly elevating each other. We elevate our own mm-hmm. voices when we learn to elevate each other. And that was just a beautiful example of how you, of how you've done that. And I really applaud you for that. Cause it was, I know others in the group felt the same way. Um, what are you most I will say though? Oh, go ahead. That like I was very grateful that you and Lynette gave me the opportunity to kind of hold for a moment, let me get my gears worked out, and then to resume. I mean, that was that had so much grace put on my heart that honestly it meant the world to me. It did. And I will say that when you experience something and you are so thankful that it almost turns your heart that it would have been like, Oh, like you said, like licking your wounds or like, you know, having that feeling, it turned it into a, I am so grateful feeling and thank you. And each and every woman in both of these books, I really consider them my soul sisters. (laughs) Yeah. Just amazing. It's such a good group. Oh, it is. It is an amazing group of women. Um, Well, now we're here, right? And we're literally on the eve of publishing this book and it being live on Amazon. I know you just got your box of books a couple of days ago. So you were able to open up your author's shipment of books and see the book and hold the book in your hand and reread your story and all the things. What are, what are you feeling like? What's the experience like for you becoming this first time published author? How are you feeling? How would you describe it to the audience? It's very surreal. So whenever uh, we got the email that the, our, you know, my box had been delivered, it had been a really long day. I didn't get home until like 930. And I had two other shipments that I had been waiting to get in. So I had just a whole mountain full of, you know, great little surprises. And I kept telling myself, oh, you know, you got to do a video. You look totally worn out. You look this, you look that. And I'm, I just got so excited after I saw it. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. <laughs> and after like ripping into that box and really holding that book, it brought tears to my eyes of just, I guess, relentlessness and, mm-hmm. and just drive and to know like how many women and men are going to touch this book and read it and really feel encouraged with it. And I just, that feeling alone just put me in tears because I truly know with the stories that I have read that they have changed my life. And there are just so many different stories in there that they, they touch everyone. It doesn't matter what the circumstances, there is something in each of those stories or at least a couple of those stories that can reach your heart and pull you out of a bad day or pull you out of a bad season. And so for that, it just, it made me even more grateful to be in this program and in this book, because it's going to make such a huge impact. And just like Elevate Your Voice, that even made such a huge impact of it got number one on Amazon, you know, when you launched and I'm like, we're going to do it again. And so that's one thing on our launch team that we are just super hyped and even us authors, like we're just super hyped. We're ready to launch this or ready to, you know, use this as our next platform to go make a huge impact 
in the world. And I believe that each and every one of us are world changers. And this is time, like we're in our brave, like we have stepped in, we are in position. We're, we're in the game coach. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's going to be so fun to launch this on October 5th. And if you're here back listening after October 25th, then go straight to Amazon after you get off um, of this podcast with us and go get your copy of Step Into Your Brave. You know, there are um, nine women's stories in this book. And as I agree, Amber, every single one of them is so different and yet so incredibly connected. I think one of the things that even I was surprised by, and I don't know why this surprises me because I've been doing this for so long. April, come on, you know, this is how it works. But it was still delightfully surprising to see the way that the stories really did interconnect, you know, like you run a company and you have this empowerment box called big girl panties. All of the authors are writing in vacuums, like in, in silos, like so-and-so is writing her story while Amber was writing her story. And there was no communication about, Hey, what are you writing about? And how are you structuring your chapter? So what was so cool was when all of the chapters came in and all of the all of the edits were in that like someone else. And I can't remember off the top of my head, which story it comes from, which author, but she wrote about like putting her big girl panties on. And it was like one woman, her whole chapter is about wearing masks. Right. And, um, and then someone else in her chapter talks about wearing a mask, you know, and it's like, what? It was so cool to see how super connected our stories were even though each of us was writing about something very different and and unique to us, right? Sharing our own personal stories. But it's such a reminder to me that all of these stories are universally connected, that living the human life, you know, living the human experience, being here on earth, going through our day-to-day lives, these are the stories that we are encountering, which is why I do believe that these stories will connect so deeply with our readers because each one of you will be able to see a piece of you in our stories. And that's our hope and our desire, but I really know it will be true. So I, I love that, that the stories were so beautifully connected, even though each one of us wrote, you know, our individual stories as well. And I think from my perspective, that was one of the coolest parts about being a part of a collaborative book and especially our collaborative book, because our program is a little bit different. We're, we're a cut above uh, many of the collaborative book projects that are out there because we do work so deeply with each of the author to make sure the stories are really the right story. Would you like to speak a little bit about that, about how much coaching and support and just like, what was that process like for you to get not only myself, you know, the story coach, but also the publisher in there rolling up our sleeves and digging in with you to make sure we helped you from start to finish um, in this project. So with me being in construction, I almost take it like when you said excavating. (laughs) (laughs) Very much like when they, when you say that I'm in the trenches, you are in the trenches. You literally are what would be underneath about six feet of murky mud. And I felt like 
when that the excavation started happening and you really start getting those claws and like that is one thing like they were gentle claws but you knew the exact things to ask us that would you know that would either peak the emotion that we needed to get to or it would drive us to where we needed to go so I will say like you were and Lynette was that you guys are great navigators and you know seeing how because I was in both book you know both processes how the process had changed mm-hmm. you know with the first process it was definitely the first process and it was beautifully yeah. but it was without as much system as mm-hmm. the second so there was a lot more like not, I would not call it confusion by any means, but we were all just like, what's going on? And everybody's like, what's going on? And so we, it was definitely a learning experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I would say that you and Lynette did an amazing job, a beautiful job at, you know, when, when I would get hostile and be like, oh my gosh, why did we change that? Or that's my story. You'd be like, Amber, it is your story and we're going to hold space for your story, but we also have to make sure that it's going to be, you know, relevant to, to the masses. And then this is, you know, you always reminded me, you know, what is your, what, what is your goal? What is your goal? And so that was one thing that always kept us in line. (laughs) It's like, oh yes. Oh yes. Because your, your story is a very emotional. And so it takes you off into a whole nother tangent when you start thinking about your story and you can start one, one area and then it'll take you all the way around and do three loops around. And you're like, Oh wow. How did I get there? So you were always so gentle about just getting us back. And even when it was through the editors, you know, it, (laughs) that was a little different process because we would get our things back and you'd be like, what do you mean? Like, I need to change that. Like, no, <laughs> don't. <laughs> then we got, we would get like super sassy about it. And then, you know, we would be reminded that, you know, like, this is what we're doing. This is, this is all the things. And then we would just be kind of wrangled back in. <laughs> and one thing that I will say is through that whole process, it really made me realize how much grace that you and Lynette had with us, because not only in you, not only were you doing, you know, wrangling multiple authors. I mean, at the first book was 14. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Plus you're writing your own story. You're excavating your own story at that point. And I think that some people may have not forgot, but they just a little bit dismissed that because I mean, you know, you're our coach and you're doing this, but you were right there, right along us digging in those trenches. And that right there is what a real coach does. It's like that a coach doesn't just say, Hey, I'm going to, you know, delegate, delegate, delegate that coach gets in and shows, you know, her, or his team, this is how I'm going to do it. And then this is how you're going to do it. And now you did it perfectly. And I've just, I am overly excited that I'm in this program. Ah, thank you, Amber. I just, I love those analogies and yeah, you know, it's been so important to me. Uh, I can't put my name on this book. You know, I cannot put my name on this book. If I am not also in there 
writing and excavating and digging and pushing myself to be a better storyteller, to grow as a writer and to really honor the process of become, you know, getting published and putting a book out into the world. And so, um, you know, that was part of the honor for me too, is to be one of you and to be in this journey with you guys while also, you know, being the navigator. I love that you use that word to be that navigator, to help, you know, guide you guys through the process. And you said something about like, you know, there's times when you got to get off track with your own story and you get really tied to certain things that you're like, this needs to be in my story. And I think a lot of people, that's the beauty of, of really getting someone, whether it's myself or someone else to really be that third party, uh, purveyor of your story because we get, this is where people go off the rails with their own story is they get really tied and committed to something and they want to hold on to it and they don't know how to let it go. They want to make sure they say this. And so we, I often relate this to saying you get in the weeds of the details. And when you get into the weeds of the details, you have lost sight of your audience. And the number one rule of storytelling, how many times have I said this? The number one rule of storytelling is to know who your audience is and to speak to that audience, right? You have to tell the story for the audience, not for yourself. The story that you're telling is, is about the audience. It's not about you. The story that you're giving is a gift to the audience. It's not a gift to yourself, although it really does end up being a gift to yourself for sure, but it only becomes that gift after you've given it to someone else. So it is a gift that gives back. But when you're in the weeds telling the details of your story, because you've taken off on that tangent, you're loopy looping over here, you've lost sight of that. And that is my job as that guide is to bring you back to here, bring you back to center, bring you back into the game so that you can be focused on the impact your story can have and why you're telling it. And I think that, you know, you just even talking about that's kind of a natural thing that happens. And I had to do that when I wrote my story, even though I am a storytelling expert, it's very hard to do that for myself. So I have people that I share my story with and I say, let me know where I'm, where am I losing focus? Where am I getting off track? You know, and I have to do that for myself too. So I'm not immune to it either. It's very normal when it's your own story to get into the weeds right on, you know, quite honestly. So having, I think that's another part of the beautiful process that we've shared in this collaborative book and in specifically in our author's program is that you do have the bumper rails, right? We've got the guides and they're helping you making sure you don't fall off into those traps. So it's been so fun having you be really, really a part of both books, you know, and now to finally be publishing your story and to step into your brave. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you. It's so satisfying to see Amber Wells cross the finish line and to get this story out and what a story it is. I will tell you, it is from the very first line. Do I have it? Let me just get, let's just give everyone a little, a little taste because you know, we talk about this, we talk about writing hooks, right? This part of the, the training that our authors get is about writing a hook for your story. And here is Amber's hook. Distant sounds of roaring my motorcycles come down that dusty Oklahoma road made the walls of the tiny single wide trailer vibrate. A sense of urgency flowed through my five-year-old body. Run, my uncle Jimbo said, 
get into the cupboard, hurry, hurry. My tiny heart was beating out of my chest as I climbed between two shelves. All I could think was that my mother was going to take me away from my safe place once again. Terrified, I tried not to breathe, afraid that if I was too loud, she might hear me. And that is how Amber's story starts. And I'm going to let you pick up your copy of Step Into Your Brave on October 25th or later uh, on Amazon so that you can read chapter three, focus on healing and learn more about Amber and her incredible story. Amber, thank you so much for being here today with me on the Inside Story podcast and for sharing more of this story with our, with our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait for your audience to be able to experience both books. If you haven't even gotten the first one, that both of them are amazing. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, as always, we love hearing from you. I hope that these stories and these author spotlights that we're doing um, inspire you in some way to think more about your own story. The reason I am here doing this podcast is to get you, the listener, to think about your own story and understand that there is a story inside of you and it is waiting and dying and would love to get out. And I hope that a piece of Amber's story encourages you to go on that journey. Thanks for being with us. And we'll be back here next week with another edition of the Inside Story Podcast. Until then, go share your story. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.